everybody. Welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, <laughs> episode number 132. Okay, did I make it so far? You did. No cutouts so far. That's a good 10 seconds. Well done. Sweet. <laughs> yes. I'm here, I'm here, of course, with a very skeptical Neil, the angry, the angry old British guy, Neil. <laughs> Thank you I'm very the, much. I'm the mellow Midwestern guy, Tom. And we continue our sort of uh, guests that are not very famous, right, Neil? We continue that today. Well, I'm sure he's famous but in his own household. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's well, much nice. like you or I. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. So who do we, we have, have Tom? Today. Who do we have? We have we have Alan Brostaff who writes and Bro, I, I didn't ask him about pronunciation before we started. That was stupid. Is it Brostaff? Alan Brostaff? It's Brostoff, but that's fine because I, I typically just write oh, for Doctor Disc. Brostoff, Doctor Disc. There you go. <laughs> that's a, that sounds especially like Doctor Dick. What the hell's going on here? Some kind of <laughs> porno true. show we got going on. That's a on. whole different thing. Yes, that's his other alter alter All ego. Right. <laughs> Tom, are well, you hearing I'm, this? We're off to a- we're off to a raging start, Neil. We're off to a raging start. But Adam writes for a magazine called Goldmine, and we've become friendly with him, and uh, we've been kind of pimping this event that we're going to do in like three weeks, right, Neil, at Siren... Siren Records in McHenry, Illinois, yes. Alan is actually the mastermind behind this thing. He is. So if it, so if yes. it fails miserably, Wait, it's all I, on I Alan. It up on the map. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're just the talent. Yeah. We're but how the... you doing, Alan? Yeah. I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to talk with you guys. Yeah, thanks, man. It's, it's it's good to meet you in the in the you know actually hear your voice instead of just the clickety clack of your thumbs on the on the keys. So you're you're like you live in like northern Chicago suburbs, right? Yeah, I live about forty minutes west of Neil. Oh, because you live in Streamwood, right? <laughs> it's going beautifully. I can't Alan. hear. Him. Yeah, I'm Alan. Alan, Alan are, you, are you there, my friend? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're hearing me. I'm sorry. No. We. Yeah. He, he probably cut. didn't want everybody to know exactly where he lived. You know, he's he's a minor celebrity. He doesn't want people to. He's trying to hide out among the people. Well, no. I was I was just going to say because I used to have clients out there. That's a, that's pretty industrial, isn't it? Out there, there's a lot of industrial parks in yeah, in Streamwood. Well, yeah, and we're right next to Schaumburg, so you know we've got the we've got Chicago's number one tourist attraction, the mall, right. Right down the street from us. Dude, how insane is that mall? I hate that mall. All those split levels and stuff. It gives me a migraine every time I fucking go in there, right? I bet you love it too. I Christmas? Am with you on that. Yeah, Christmas. There's the, the, the fucking getting off the highway. There's like a five mile tailback to get to this mall. It's, uh, yeah, there you go. Don't even try to turn left. <laughs> well, yeah. It's we great. went there one, we went out there one year. It is pretty, it is pretty miserable. So Alan's got a super cool – I don't know what Alan's day job is. He's probably miserable like the rest of us. But he's got a great <laughs> side hustle writing for Goldmine Magazine. Why don't you explain to us what Goldmine Magazine is? I have a pretty good idea, but I'm not positive. Yeah, Goldmine is uh, the premier record-collecting magazine in the United States. That's probably the easiest way to so tell it's you a ro- what it is. So okay, so it's more of a record collecting magazine more than specifically about record stores. Right. Yeah. It's it's about everything in the industry, um, and then each issue we focus on one record store with the record store recon. So how how long so have, how long have you, you been have, writing for them? Um, about ten years now. Wow. Um, I've probably visited a little over two hundred record stores. Wow. All in uh, all in the Midwest area or all over the country? No, 
No, all over the country, in Germany, Switzerland, Spain, and uh, London. Wow. Actually, in England, because we were in Liverpool also. Oh, which stores did you go to in Liverpool? Do you remember? I knew you were going to ask that, and um, I, I, I will have to go back and look through my notes to see if I can figure that one out. Was... But um, we hit some great record stores in London, I can tell you that. Um, as okay. a matter of fact, Casbah um, Records was my favorite. Okay. I assume you went to Rough Trade. Of course. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that's a so so there's obviously you're not the only one doing it. You, you said you've been to like 200 of them, but I mean, so you're doing what, a few a year? Every year you do you go to a few different stores? Um each magazine, so the magazine comes out monthly. Each magazine has a different store featured in it. So I no, I'm but, the only one doing it. But you this. you're not the only one. Oh, you are the only one doing it. Yeah, I am the only one doing record store so, recon. Wow. Oh, no kidding. So, how do you um, how do you pick the ones you want to go to? So you mentioned that day job, and <laughs> um, and so I have a I have a really good day job that um, has me traveling a lot uh, for a mm. youth charity, and um, okay. there are periodic times. Um, during that time when I have the availability to go out and, and visit a record store or two. And so usually that's how I get to them. Um, you know, I'll do some research ahead of time as to what town I'm going to and what are the preferred record stores, but I try to stay away from kind of the big box stores. Sure. Yeah. It makes sure. sense. Yeah. So for the, for the, for the trips to Europe, for example, the London or the Germany or whatever, did, did Goldmine pick that up or were you just happening to be on vacation in London at the time, and and you know, so you did him a favor, kind of thing. Yeah, I, that's a great idea, though. But no, it was a vacation trip, and then I just visited stores. While I, luckily, I have a family that's accepting of my of my desire to get out to record stores, and so they know whenever we're going anywhere that you know we're gonna we're gonna stop at at least one record store. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah, hmm. that's great. Um, my family kind of knows this. I... Yeah. Yeah, except except we we don't get written up in a magazine, right? <laughs> we just go and spend yeah, a lot exactly. of money. Um, Goldmine, it's been around for we a might. long time, right? It's been around since the mid seventies, I believe, right? Yes, you are correct, and um, it still is a actual print magazine too. So yes, there's a there is an online version, but you'll also find us at every Barnes and Noble and Books a Million across the country, as well as you know in your mailbox if you sign up for a subscription. Hmm. Where's it? Where's it based out of? Is it is it American based or is it? Um, well, no, it is American based. We actually, um, the Goldmine magazine was just purchased by another company that also owns, um, I believe, it's Revolver magazine, and so hmm. um, we've gone through kind of a redesign. Um, but the good news is, I believe it it means that there's going to be a, a little bit more money available to the magazine. Oh, that's good. So, Mm. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I, I was, mean, I, I, was, it's, I mean, go ahead. No, I was going to say because if you, unless I think anybody pretty much writing for mag for this type of magazine at this point is doing it for the for the love of it. There's not a there's not it's not life changing money going on. I don't think anymore unless you're the publisher, right, or the, or the unless you're Newsweek or something. Yeah, it's just a passion. That's why. Yeah, I do it. definitely. So, well, listen, listen. So you picked out some songs to play. 
sort of based on um, some stuff that you got to give away, right? Is that am I understanding that right? For, yeah. At our thing on the 29th. That is correct. So that is correct. So what's the what's the what's the first one you got for us? You're, I'm, I can't wait to uh, I can't wait to hear what you got. I'm 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 sort of excited about this honestly. What what do you uh, what's the first song you want to play? Well, if if you don't mind us doing this, um, I'm going to start with something that probably, I don't know, a lot of people haven't heard of because I just got turned on to it. And I happen to be attending your favorite festival, uh, the two of you. Oh, we got to talk about that. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk Riot. about that too. Yeah. Yeah. I know how much you guys love Riot Fest. So um, I was at Riot Fest this year and had the opportunity, had the opportunity to meet um, the gentleman behind a band called Amigo, Amigo the Devil. And okay. uh, saw, really interesting, really interesting guy. And uh, why don't we play Murder at the Bingo Hall? All right, you got it. This is Amigo the Devil with Murder at the Bingo Hall. <laughs> on cocaine and Adderall The room full of smoke and the air so still that I choked when I raised up both of my hands to yell BINGO! I was looking around trying to track down who the biggest threat would be Seeing the fear in everybody's eyes and apparently it was me I guess I know why I've been coming here cleaning house for the past few weeks I was B-I-N-G-I-N-G-B-I-N-G-O From the second I walked in, I planned my attack Three packets in hand, I sat at my usual table and back He might have been calling the numbers but I was calling the shots After four in a row I jumped up and yelled Someone should call the cops! I'm killing it Everyone's sitting around like a people garden Tension built as the wrap-up nears the end this dabber is a weapon, sending everyone to bingo heaven. Held back by the numbers I don't have. Then the room got
Wednesday night. We're gonna play bingo. All right, murder at the bingo hall there by Amigo the Devil. I have no idea who that is. I've never heard of that person or band or whatever it is. So why don't somebody tell me about them? I have no, I have no doubt that you are going to hate that. <laughs> Thank you very Amigo much. Amigo the Devil is definitely not going to be your thing. I, I mean, I've seen him, and maybe he does play with a band sometimes. But when I, it was just literally like one dude who sort of looked like this Appalachian stalker playing a banjo. But it was pretty compelling, honestly, Neil. <laughs> yes, like a road. Like a it's, car crash. Yeah, it's part of this. I think it's part of this punk horror or folk horror. Um, yeah. But uh, he's he's really good, and his lyrics are amazing. Hmm. So is it just one guy, or does he actually have a band? Well, when I saw him at Riot Fest, it was a one man show, but he does have a band that he tours with. Okay. Hey, how how was Riot Fest this year? So. Okay. Was it good? <laughs> well, it does. It doesn't matter what I think of it because I know what you guys think of it. Well, I mean, no, no. I, 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 I would love. One, I would love no, to hear no, your opinion. No, no, we're open. We're we're open to it being decent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, well, well. How many days did you so go? It, Let's start there. How many days? I went for three of. Yeah, I went for three of the four days. I, I did not go Thursday night. I know you love Morrison. Damn it, man. I go What's the matter with you? Direction. <laughs> <laughs> good lord. Um. I've never, I never got into the Smiths even in high school. So I just, I figured, you know what, I'll take a pass on Thursday night. But I was there all day Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, who were some of the favorite things that you witnessed? Well, my two favorite, uh, getting to see the Circle Jerks and Devo, were. About... Okay, so punk rock bowling. Got to see them at at. Yeah. Uh, see yeah, punk rock every sane person. Me and Alan, not you, <laughs> thought the Circle Jerks and Devo were amazing. Well, there you go. Circle so Jerks. Did Devo, get a, did, Devo, did, did Devo get a nice long set at Riot Fest, or were they just still only like an hour? It was a, it was about an hour. They were um, the second <laughs> Slipknot played after them. Oh, and, Jesus. Oh, you got um, Which I quite, I, yeah, I didn't quite understand that one, but. Yeah. Wow. It is what it mm. is. Yeah. That's that's very odd. Um so, so any any you know, any one go. thing I noticed I was gonna say at punk rock bowling, so you're you're you are between Neil and uh, Neil and I's age. It beat on me standing up six, eight, ten hours a day. Doesn't that I mean doesn't that start to get to get to you after a while? Or do you go like VIP where you got like the lounge chairs or something like that? Well, I, I don't get to go VIP, but I do get to go media. And so that helps because uh, there's a nice media area in the back that, you know, I'm able to go and sit down with. And that's where we did any of our interviews was back in the media. Oh, area. Okay. So I had, yeah, I had eight interviews over the three days. So who was that with? The last. Tell us who you interviewed and give us all the skinny on them. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I well, Amigo did, the um, Devil. Yeah, Amigo the Devil was one. I interviewed Sublime with Rome. Oh, dear. Um, oh boy. The, uh, <laughs> it's going downhill. The, the Beach Goons. Uh, um, Don't know that. Yeah. Actually, the, probably one of the best interviews I had was uh, the Bull Weevils. Uh, they, okay. They oh, yeah, Dr. Daryl. Really, yep, gave a great interview. And I had the opportunity to talk to all four of them. So yep. it was really good. That's cool. Um, I talked. 
Yeah, talked with a Chicago band called Devin K and the Solutions, which are really, really good. And then um, yep. I know. I don't know if he still is. The but... original. Uh, Direct yeah. hit, guys. Yep. Hmm. Now, with the interviews, and, with the uh, interviews, oh, with the interviews for the magazine. He's not done oh, yet, Neil. Huh? Good lord. <laughs> this is just awful. The computer. I'm sorry. Go keep ahead, going, Alan. Tell, tell the other ones you did. Oh, well, there were only, I think, one or two others. Uh, I talked with um, the lead singer, Dickie, from the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. And, um, okay. How, how was he? And was, then, uh, was he all right? Or was he? Cat. Was, uh, how, how was Dickie? Was he all right? Or was he, uh, was he kind of a big head? No, he was really good, actually. I'll tell you, one of the, one of the, um, one of the questions I asked him was, you know, where did they come up with the name? And I thought he had a, a funny response. He, he said, well, you know, we're from Boston. Um, and that name was already taken. <laughs> so yeah. Use that. yeah true enough. And I just thought that was kind of a, <laughs> kind of a clever, clever yeah. response, but uh, no, he, he gave a really good interview. So were you interviewing him for the magazine were or, was, any of them? Or, or was this, was this for something else? No, it was for the magazine, and typically um, the guys I'm interviewing, you know, we'll talk about their most current release, but then I also like to, to kind of dive in and ask them about their own record collection and, ah, cool. you know, what they still have from back in the, what they still have from back in the day and, and what they regret selling and then, um, you know, mm. what they're still looking for. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, sure, that's Steve. good. Yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah. Were any of them, uh, were any of them total dicks? No, um, I, you know, it's been, I've been pretty lucky. With That's that. a soft I no. Once they That's agree, a real soft no. Yeah. Once, once they agree to do the interview, I think they kind of at least want to give off a, a, a pretty sure. good interview The the only band that I've had that it was very hard to talk to them was the guys from Guar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to do character the whole time. <laughs> I believe that because we had one guy on from Guar and we totally lost control. It was two on one and we couldn't handle him right now. Yeah, right. So it was like, like a runaway train, that one. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. It was interesting. Todd Evans. Fun dude. Yeah. Fun dude. So, all right. We're going to stick another song. Okay, so what, any other thoughts on Riot Fest? Should we go back next year? Should we still give it a chance? Has it gotten too much like Lollapalooza? What's the What's the final verdict? Well, here's what I would tell you. If if they'll give you guys press credentials for Punk Till I Die, I think you should go because you'll get to see it from a different perspective. Mm. Um, and that's how yeah. I would approach it. Hmm. What are the chances see, of that, Tom? I, I, <laughs> see, I'm not very think? comfortable with. I'm not very comfortable with self promotion. See, because my wife's always like, "You guys are Punk Till I Die. You know, go go get them, Tiger. You know." But to me, to like sending out an email to the founders saying hey i'm you know we're from a podcast about punk today we'd love to cover riot fest i think i would feel like a total tool yeah and they'd be like yeah we've heard what you say about riot fest yes, you know <laughs> take, i mean take a hike well it's funny the last time i was off so i every time i went <laughs> but the last time Good God. Um, i actually had an opportunity to get press credentials am i cut now neil yeah yeah, we didn't really hear much of that. What you just said, it's about press credentials. Well, the last time, 
I got offered press credentials for the Misfits when they played, and I couldn't. I literally couldn't even afford. I had just got back from like my sloppy seconds weekend. I literally couldn't even afford to go to Chicago for the weekend. So. Oh wow. Okay. I didn't know you yet, Neil. I would have just crashed on your floor. Yeah, that would have been fine. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, next next year the Misfits are gonna play, so it's the the reunion gig. So it's a great opportunity to try and get to there. There is a little temptation to go next year because of the misfits and the my chemical romance like my daughter i know neil's daughter too they're yeah. pretty big my chemical romance fans so there's there's a slight chance slight yeah i mean it depends if i go, want to go to punk, uh, punk rock bowling again next year which i think i would probably prefer to do rather than ride first but you know well i'm not i'm not going to punk rock bowling in may next year it's just not going to work i might go back in two years but anyway all right ne- another song another song tell us about the next song well, um, I just had the opportunity to see uh, Reagan Youth live. Oh, that Chicago was it. Hold on, that at, was a that was at, a beat uh, kitchen. That was a beat kitchen, right? Um, and they did a great job, um, and they were nice enough to sign Ooh. some albums for us to give away. So nice. why don't we play uh, Reagan Youth by Reagan Youth? Reagan Youth sounds good. I have the original of that album, funnily enough. Don't know why well, I bought what, it all those years ago, like but I did. Real, they never like put out a real LP, right? No, that's more like an EP. It, isn't it was it? After, that I mean, they were already, It's like an eight track, I think, right? With degenerated and all that on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Reagan See, Youth, obviously. That, yeah. That's funny. I've heard such awful things about their live show. Now I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, uh, I, I've been hearing like bad reports on them. So maybe you should have went, Neil. Well, yeah, I mean, I saw it was on the other night, and then I remembered what you'd said about it. Now, that was at Beat Kitchen, right, Alan? Yes, it was. So how full was it? Oh, there were maybe 50 to 100 people there, but we were all fully masked. So that was the, the interesting thing. Yeah. And I think, I think, uh, that, I so... think there were a couple of good warm uh, support bands as well, I think. I remember thinking the bill was actually pretty decent. Yeah, there was there was uh, one band from Elgin and one band from Chicago. Um, I'm trying to remember the names of the bands, but um, they were pretty good. It was it was loud and it was it was fun, even in the mask. So we're going, 
Yeah, see, that, that kind of freaks me out, man. I don't know. Because we're, we're doing that Saturday night, you know? We're yeah. doing it Saturday night, right? Yeah, we're doing a Saturday night at Bee Kitchen for uh, for Boris, yeah. Um, I'm really not looking forward to the idea of being masked up at a gig, inside gig, though. That sucks. I'm usually actively drinking, so I guess we'll see how that goes. So how does it work with the drink? You just pull your mask aside, or you put it hanging from one ear, or you're not a, not a big drinker? I am not a big drinker. However, um, that's what people were doing. I mean, they were just pulling it below their chin or taking it off while they were drinking. And, and the bar was okay with that as long as and it, they've got signs all over the place. You know, if you're actively eating or drinking, you can have your mask off. Otherwise, they want your mask on. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. We'll either. try it. We'll yeah. see what happens, huh? I mean, it's one of those things. Yeah. It is what it is, right? It, it is, is what it is until uh, so. un- until Lori Lightfoot decides to ease up on this sh- shit. So, yeah. Yeah, well, and yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer on that is. Um, but yeah, we're, we're I'm coming to Chicago this weekend. Looking forward to it. So, speaking of Chicago, so have you reviewed like most of the record stores around Chicago? Um, not all of them. I try to make sure that I'm spacing out, you know, everything across the country. Um, but I've, I've done what I consider to be you know, sugar records, um, a couple of months mm. ago. And, and actually they donated a bunch of stuff for us to give away. Oh, God. Uh, nice. wow. Good God. So what about bucket of blood? Have you, have you done anything for them with them? Um, I, I drove out to them one night and I missed them by closing by five minutes. Um, so I do plan to get back out to them because I, I like the uniqueness of what that store has to offer with it being more than just a record store. Yeah. Um, so they will get reviewed probably in the next year. Okay. It's a cool place. Yeah, it is. It's, you yeah, should, it's, a, good, uh, it's a good place. You should, you should make the brief three hour drive to Grand Rapids sometimes, dude. I gladly cart you around and, uh, because we got a couple of really great one, especially record store here in Grand Rapids. So if you ever feel like like making a three hour day trip, you let me know, man. I'll like I said, I'll I'll cart you around. We'll go check it out. You can watch me drink. Yeah, most you don't certainly. Like to drink. <laughs> yeah. Most certainly, I have. I've actually been out and around in that area. Um, I did some. I did a review in um, with a store in Lansing, um, and I'm trying to remember the name. Oh, of that flat store. black and circular. It's, um, was it flat black and circular? Uh, I don't think that's it. it. Yeah, I don't think it's flat black and circular. It's owned by a woman, which I, I thought. Oh was yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm trying to look through. Yep, yep. I oh, I can't believe I can't think of it. It's in Ariotown. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's a cool place. Record Lounge. Yeah. No. It, it, it really looks like it caters to the um, college students. Yeah. Well, Flat Black and Circular is right by Michigan State, and that is a great, great record store, too. Been around since the 70s. It's got that great smell like an old record store. Yep, the Record Lounge. That's it. That's 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 the other one. Yeah. Yep, Yep, it's like in a area with like multiple shops. Did you guys get to Record City when you were in Las Vegas? Oh, we did not. I I thought of that, too, and I just – we never got in a cab the whole time we were there, other than to go back and forth to the airport. Um, there was a couple of tiki bars and stuff I wanted to check out too, but no, we did. So I <laughs> record shopping outside of the festival grounds. 
All right, well, that's, put that on your list for next time you get out there because Record City is a crate digger's dream. Hmm. Now, whereabouts We're is that? We're too tired, man. We're what, too old. Whereabouts is that? Is that in downtown or is that on the strip or what? whereabouts is that? Do you know? Do you remember? No, it's, yeah, it's business part of the downtown area. Okay. Um, but it, it's, it's close. It's, I think it's about, it seemed to be about five minute drive from the part of, of Vegas that you guys were staying in, kind of that old downtown area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's very walkable and that would be fine. Yeah. yeah. That sounds good, but I definitely have to check no, that out. The next yeah, well, time it, it was, it was a short cab ride, but I thought I felt like it was too far to walk. That was my that was my impression looking at the looking at the map. A record city, huh? All right, next time. But the other problem we have is when because we fly, we got to get the records home. <laughs> if I would have had my records in my checked bag, it would have been overweight. Hmm. I mean, I had I had thirty six pounds. I'm allowed forty. I had about fifteen pounds of records. So. <laughs> well, yeah, they are heavy. That's for that's sure. Right. Um. Hey, Alan, so obviously you're into vinyl, obviously, because this is what you do. I mean, you write for Goldmine and stuff. So, like, how, how big is your collection, and is 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 punk something that you listen to a lot, or are you just, you know, doing this for us kind of thing? <laughs> no, I tend to listen to more punk than, I mean, probably punk and are probably the two things that I punk and you what know, you kind of cut out there for a second. What was it? Punk and what? Sorry, you classic kinda... rock. Oh, classic. Okay, gotcha. Mm. Interesting yeah. combination. Interesting combination. Yeah, I mean, I like you, like you guys said, Tom. I I'm right in between age wise of you guys, and so you know, bands like Van Halen and Guns and Roses sure. and. Uh, White Snake, things like that. I grew up with those, but then I also grew up, you know, listening to Sex Pistols and The Clash and yeah, that did, type of music. So. Did Did you grow up in Chicagoland, or are you from somewhere else? No, I well, um, I traveled a lot because my dad worked for uh, the oil industry, and okay. so I lived in a lot of different places as a kid. Okay. And then how did you how did you get to, so uh, how, how did you get hooked up with with Goldmine? How did that come about? Yeah, it was interesting because you know I just had been traveling for work and visiting these stores, and I just reached out to them and said, you know, hey, you know, I know you guys don't do anything like this, but would you ever want to do kind of like a secret shopper type of thing where I go into the store and and don't really let them know what I'm there for, and then just rate it after? And they were like, wow, hmm. you haven't done that. And so I've been doing that for 10 years now. That's very cool. But but you don't do it secret anymore, right? I mean, you let people know what's going on. Well, the, the stores don't know that I'm coming in there. Um, when I'm all done with the review, then I will let them know. Like after I've walked around and everything, I'll introduce myself. But by then I've already made the decision. And, and I will be honest about this. I have never written a review of a store that I didn't think was good because mm. – um, even even a bad store is somebody else's store, um, but I so I just don't review it. If it's not a good store, I just don't review it. But I've never written a there review where I've thrashed anybody. Hmm. That's kind of where I am reviewing. I do love to write negative reviews. Something's not worth listening to. I'm not going to listen to it enough times to review it. So that's cool. So. Yeah. 
Um, what do you know about this Siren Records we're going to be up at in, in McHenry? Because we know we were kind of we're kind of been scoping it out, and it was somewhere we because we kind of put our heads together to pick this place out. So it must be not that far from you, right? Uh, it's actually it's a lot closer to, for Neil, I think, than it is for me. It's probably going to take me about a forty-five minutes to an hour to get there. That's for me too. It's going to take well, me. It's going to take me. It's going to take me an hour to get there as well. It's a, it's a ways. Yeah. Hmm. If you if you are a Lillingtons fan. <laughs> This has got to be on your bucket list. I don't know why these guys are such passionate fans about Lillington, but they have a whole wall on the store that is dedicated to the Lillingtons, which are not a Chicago band. So that's no, not even close from Wyoming. Yeah, that's very odd. Yeah. <laughs> so well, what's what's the owner but, of the um, store's I, name? Yeah. It, what's the owner's name? Who are we going to be meeting yeah, when we're out there? Dig through my notes here. Yeah, I mean, uh, that is a uh, Bill. Bill is the owner, and his wife is Jen. Bill and so, Jen. Okay. I don't want to tell too much about the store, but I I will tell you, get out there. It is a great store. Um, some of the best prices I've seen, um, and they they they've got a lot of good imports. They also have an amazing um, downstairs area, kind of behind the regular part of the record store that is all stereo equipment. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Hmm. That's what I need, new stereo. So, all right, let's play another song. I think he said song. <laughs> song on the agenda, Alan. Did I cut out again? Yes, oh. yes, yes. Let's play another. Uh, oh. <laughs> I mean, should I? I mean, yeah, that's it. I'm smashing my computer. From now on, all our show will be done on my cell phone. I th- well, I think yeah, and I think I think we might start doing that on Teams. I think Skype might have I might be kicking Skype into touch because uh, it's just not yeah, it's not getting better. It's getting worse. So we might do uh, might do Zoom for everything from now on. Anyway, um, yeah, pick a pick another song. You had uh, yeah, you had some good Sorry, ones. Sorry guys, here. I'm 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 taking the. I assume we'll, well see something. Since since we've been promoting this giveaway since the very beginning, I, I think you guys talked about our Melvin's autographed album that we're going to give away. So maybe play something off of the new uh, Melvin's uh, album. I'm a big fan of Negative No No. So how, how new is that? that. How, how new? Because I actually had a hard time finding tracks from this. Believe it or not, the one you wanted me to play, I couldn't find. So um, is this is this okay. bra- is this, um, is it brand new it or can... is it is it been out for a while? It's been out since. Uh, March, I think. Oh, okay. Hmm, weird. So the, the 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 track I picked is one called "Bouncing Rick." I don't know if you know that one, but uh, that was there. That you was, go. That That's was a good one. Okay, cool. So this is uh, "Bouncing Rick" by the Melvins. <laughs>
right, Bouncing Rick there by the Melvins. Um, yeah, I, I, you know what? That's a band that's kind of passed me by, I have to admit. I haven't really listened to the Melvins that much. So, kind of, kind of interesting. Well, I will tell you that um, Buzz Osborne gives a great interview <laughs> if you ever have the opportunity to talk to him. Interesting, yeah. Does he? Yeah. yeah. He's a weird-looking dude. Looks like Sideshow Bob. <laughs> he does. He does indeed. He does. Um, and I, I was looking at the, the Discogs page. God damn, they have a lot of albums. Holy shit! I think they had well, and they yeah, close to fifty, I think. They cater to collectors. They do these super limited editions. Oh. Under Neil, we were at his house. He had records that he had bought off their merch table, like for five hundred bucks. They do like these one of a kind screen printed covers and all this crap it's crazy man i'd say they're one of the most they're not exactly the world's biggest band but their their record collecting is i mean they they it overshadows bands five times their size it's amazing sure yeah i actually i talked to him about that when we did our interview because it kind of reminded me a little of what jack white does with third man records where he kind of they kind of control their own market of of resale and, um, you know, I asked him why they do that. And he said, well, you know, people complain that you know, sometimes that the records are so expensive, but I guarantee you this is the cheapest you're ever going to get them is at our show. Because once they leave the show, people are reselling them for three to four times what they paid for them. Yeah, I think he had a record, Neil, that he said goes for a thousand bucks or something like that. Wow. It's insane. Yeah. I don't know how I feel okay. about that. I don't know how, how I feel about that. Because, like, I mean, some records are worth a lot of money. Obviously, old records that are, like, uh, been out of print for a long time or on a small label or, you know, whatever. That that makes sense to me. But just doing a short run on purpose just so you can sell it for a lot of money, that's just, that's seems well, wrong. That seems the, wrong to me. The fact of the matter is the Melvins are not a huge band. They play for 400 people a night. They have a cult following might need it economically you know what i mean if they were only selling 15 records off their table they might not be able to uh, be able to afford to tour so i think it's just an economic model for that band yeah but then every band could just start doing that then right i mean geez i haven't the guy any of that huh well i don't know that every band could do that i don't think i don't think you're gonna go to see a gin blossoms concert and then be like yeah we have 400 lps i just don't think it's gonna happen dude what do you what do you what are you picking on the gym blossoms for? <laughs> it was just it was just a random. Well, uh, and we we shouldn't mention you know a certain artist that Neil is a big fan of that just buys random albums. From... Well, well, hold on a second. Let's let's get in, let's get into that. Uh, so... You pay you're paying his his order his his autograph alone goes for a thousand dollars. So you know so you're not and 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 all he's doing is buying records. No. Yeah, he gets records that he likes. That he thinks you should listen to, and then he signs it. So I don't see anything wrong with that at all. Who's paying a thousand? Nobody's paying a thousand dollars for his autograph. Dude, are you crazy? Are you crazy? <laughs> I mean, he's still alive. If you think I'm a crazy, yeah, you but buy he... Babe Ruth's autograph cheaper than that. He's been dead for seventy years. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, and I've and I've got one, thank God. But um, yeah. No, his his autograph goes for a lot of money. All Neil had to do was work on the unhappy side of the glory hole. What's that? I'm sorry. What's that, Neil? <laughs> Not funny at all. Not funny at all. He's he's a fucking living legend. All right, it would be like getting Sinatra's autograph for God's sakes. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's just you catch him on the street. You know, you don't. I mean, is he, Morrissey is he doesn't doing, go like, out. The you, thing where he stands. Are you, are you insane? Morrissey doesn't go out. 
guess. He doesn't go out. I don't know. I don't know. That just, I, I can't believe. So I actually I can't don't believe see anything wrong maybe, with that. Maybe capitalism finally is dead. Maybe the free market has finally been killed by Morrissey. And let me see. Let me I see. Let me see. Would I would, would I pay a hundred dollars for a New York Dolls album signed by Morrissey, or five hundred dollars by something signed by fucking Buzz Osborne? I think I know which way I'm going with that one. Well, Buzz, I don't even think signs them. It's just these weird. Well, like I said, it's it's a different it's a different model, and it works for them. Hmm. Yeah. Too much anti Morrissey feeling. Melvin's fans here. tend to be compulsive. Yeah, I think I think it's Dude, Adam Gundrum. It. I, I the think... world. This is. This is this is the post-COVID world. It's all anti-Morrissey. That's all there's going to be. There's no more pro-Morrissey. So, I, I, I don't know. No, I, I, I don't the, know, Neil. I, I heard the Riot Fest show was fantastic, actually. So, there you go. Mm. Fan, bloody test. I so, did, yeah, I did hear positive. Yeah. It was the first time I'd missed him in Chicago in probably 20 years. So, I'm pretty upset about that whole thing. But mm. what can you do? I missed the Psychedelic Furs that night, too. Psychedelic Furs played in town that night at the Vic. So, yeah. Speaking of the Vic, yeah. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk about that later because I'm trying to. So the big show announcement. I'm. <laughs> Tom got shot again. That sniper. That sniper got him again. <laughs> did I get shot again? Yeah, yeah, you did. Got shot again. But the circle, circle jerks are going on a massive headlining tour, and Seven Seconds is coming out of their what three year retirement to go on tour with them. Yep, that's right. And negative and approach. Negative approach as yeah. well. Yeah. I've been. I see- must say, I'm about as excited about. I can't imagine last time I was that. Is- <laughs> okay, we got a new game. We we're gonna have a new game. When when Tom gets cut off like that, you've got to you've got to, you've got to call in or write in and tell us what 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 you think he was gonna say next. So, what do we think Tom was gonna say <laughs> that's there? Our next contest. Yeah, that's our next contest. What? <laughs> Philly, Alan Tom. will send you a record. <laughs> yes, Alan will send you a signed Buzz Osborne record. <laughs> Well, no, I was just saying, I can't imagine the last time I was this excited about a, a tour. It's just an awesome lineup. It I is, love all the bands. I'm, it is, I'm it super, is an awesome, super it, it stoked is, on it. It is an awesome lineup. I'm surprised, though, how much, uh, I mean, Seven Seconds, I guess, because they've been away for a while. They're now getting so much love. But Well, they I, retired like three years ago, right? Right. But I saw three, them. Am I right? About three years ago? Yeah, years? that's about right. But I saw them at Bottom Lounge about five years ago, and there was about 200 people there. So... Where are all these people coming from? And why didn't they go see him five years ago? You know what I mean? It just seems weird to me that all of a sudden everyone's totally excited well, they about went seven away seconds. Well, and I, I think this, this re-release of of the um, Trust Records, the you know, Seven Seconds album, has really yeah. helped booster, booster interest in the band again. Because they, because mm. they were, they were releasing albums up until what ten years ago, Tom. I mean, they, the last two albums they released were really, really good. No, that leave a leave a light on was like 2015, 2016, maybe. Okay, it was so good. Five or six years, yeah, the, yeah, and the one before that was really, really good too. Um, so yeah, they were, they were yeah. they've been doing no, good, good stuff. So it's uh, yeah, hopefully they'll do some some new stuff maybe. Well, and I and I still thought their live show was good, even though I did some, hear some people say, Oh, physically they seem like they were really struggling. I'm like, I didn't notice that at all. I thought he was still running around like a maniac. The drummer is. Well, it was the drummer who was having the physical problems. Right. And that's why they, but, that's why yeah. they retired. So I, I didn't see, is it the full original band or uh, did the drummer drop out? I'm not sure. Or maybe he recovered. No, I'm going to do it forever. I mean, it's not the, I mean, from the original band, what it's just, didn't Kevin Seconds play guitar in the original version? Wasn't it a trio? 
I don't think so. Not well, I think it's just he and his brother, I think, are the only actual originals, but I think it's been the same guys for like 30 years, 40 years or something. Yeah, because I know that's why they that's why they called it quits, right? Because the drummer couldn't do it anymore or something like that, and they didn't want to tour without him or didn't want to continue without him. But So something must have given, I guess. Either he's gotten better or they got a new drummer or something like that. Well, talking about that, why do, we, why do we play something by seven seconds? How's that for, for a lead-in? Yep. Ooh, for yeah, the first album. Yep. Can't go wrong with that. Yep. So let's play um, Here's Your Warning by uh, Seven Seconds. Take it back. I'm a stand. With no guts. I'll change the plan. Keep you right. Don't be afraid. Be better than choice, man. by seven seconds there classic stuff off the classic first album the crew from uh yeah was it 1982 or 83 right i believe recently recently re-released on trust records Go so ahead. the weird thing with this trust records their first their first two records have been, <laughs> I've been... records have really ever been out of print shoot <laughs> It's just pointless. Should I just not even talk to you? Should I just not even talk at all? <laughs> it's, 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 but it's funny. You're, you're getting really into you something. You got shot again. Yeah, you got shot. You got shot. Um, the first the first two records I'll, of what? I say something. Oh, no. Well, have been Circle Jerks in seven seconds. Yes. And neither of those records have really been out of print. True. It's just a weird, it's a weird thing. Now, Wild in the Streets is next. That one's a little harder to come by. The uh, the circle the first circle jerks group sex so that reissue on trust was that taken yes. from the original master tapes like the seven seconds one was it was taken from the original master tapes was uh, was group sex do you know anybody know it sounds I don't know I believe it was it sounds great though yeah I, I believe it, it was great. yeah and so the you, packaging is amazing well, yeah, the packaging is amazing it yeah, is definitely top notch did you get did you get the seven seconds one Neil no, because I have I have the original, so I didn't feel any need to do. I looked at it and I I've been hummed and hard. It's beautiful, but it's like thirty bucks. That's what's kind of honestly. That's kind of what's holding me up. So I don't know. I may pick it up at some point. Right. Well, don't buy well, it yet. Very well because done. I've got one. We're gonna give away. There you go. Yeah, we, I got one that we're gonna give away, and if, if people don't show, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have to give these away. So. So how are we, there you go. How are we gonna do so, this giveaway? So, are we gonna make yeah, people answer questions? Yeah, let's talk about this. How are we gonna do this? Well, I, I think we're just gonna go back to maybe some early episodes of your show and maybe some early uh, episodes of my reviews, and we'll just ask some trivia questions to people who happen to be there. There you go. Hmm. Yeah, we'll make sure they're hard enough that no one gets them, so we take them. That sounds good to me. There you go. <laughs> stump the stump the stump the punk till I die crew. Yeah. yeah. So. 
so you've been collecting. So, okay, so how, so here's how are we going to do this thing? We're, Neil and I are going to go shopping. First, we're going to go shopping. Neil and I are going to go shopping. Yep. Maybe grab a couple of records. And then we're going to talk to you about the records we bought. Yep. Yep. You guys can and tell me so, a little bit about so, the records you found and why we bought them and that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so will this be, so will this be woven into the body of the review or will we like be a sidebar? <laughs> it will probably it will probably be a sidebar to the review. There you go, Neil. I never wanted anything more than to be a sidebar. What about you, buddy? <laughs> yeah. And what, and what happens if we can't find anything we want? That's going to be kind of embarrassing, isn't it? <laughs> well, I, I never. I'll st- I'll... I, oh, I always find something I want. Always. Tom's like, yeah, this Fleetwood Mac album looks really great. I'm going to pick this one up. <laughs> Rumors. <laughs> talk about this one. This will be great. So let me ask you this, though. So do, do, does... pump up my credibility a little bit. Bill knows we're coming in, right? We're not just going to surprise him when we walk in, are we? He knows we're actually doing this. <laughs> I feel like we should. I feel like he we should be know, in communication with him. I feel like we should be talking to him a little bit. Yeah, we we we, we will we will talk to him because we're going to need a little table, a couple chairs, that kind of thing. Yeah, and we'll probably talk to him at some point yeah, too we while we record. Oh yeah, we'll, for sure. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk to Alan. We'll talk to Bill. We'll talk to everybody. Yeah, we'll talk to the crackhead who's hanging around out front. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Who somehow gets to win all the records? Yeah, that will be great. He he never buys. He always sells. Jill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh shit. Um. So. So yeah. Once again, this is going to be October the 29th, and we'll put it on our Facebook page. We're going to try to because we do have a lot of people listening in the Chicago area who I'm afraid will be at work, but nevertheless. So yeah, it would be it would be super cool to see everybody. Which well, reasonably close to so, Wisconsin uh, yeah, the too. Yeah, 29th of October. I mean, it's pretty close to the Wisconsin border, right? That's true. So even maybe some of our Wisconsin folks, and maybe uh, Kenny from Pro right. Rock. Maybe Kenny from Pro Rock will 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 show up. That will be good. That's right. We gotta we gotta make that happen. Yeah, maybe he'll come down. Because I think these giveaways I think that too. Store, I th- I think you can buy like the Pro Rock stuff at the store. Yeah, you but can. Because yeah, because positive on that, but I get that. No, no, you can because he 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 was the first one to mention this store to me. Remember, he talked about the Lillington's wall and they had like a drum riser and stuff. Like, I mean, a drum skin and stuff like that. Yep. You don't know you don't know Kenny by any chance, do you, Alan? I do not. I do not. Yeah, he runs yeah. this. He runs this record Probably label called Pro Rock. Um, good little punk rock record label. Good guy, Kenny. Um, yeah. So I tell you what. I was looking at the Goldmine website, man. You guys have got a professional-looking website there with lots of stuff for sale. Um, when you buy vinyl and all those give all those T-shirts and crap, is that coming from a different store, or is that stuff that Goldmine actually sells? Yeah, Goldmine is that's something fairly new. We set up that store, and um, when you're buying those releases from Goldmine, you're getting them from us. We are working out special. Um, deals with the, in some cases, the distribution company, but in many cases, the the band itself to say, you know, hey, will you do a special release, you know, 100 copies of this in a different color that we'll have up on our, up on our uh, store. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Tom, if, if, you, if you haven't checked it out, it's really slick. They have a really slick store and they have like, um, yeah, they don't just have t-shirts and records. They also have all other kinds of memorabilia and stuff too, like mini guitars and stuff hmm. like that. It's uh, it's really nice. I'm, I mean, I'm afraid to use, I'm afraid to use any more bandwidth, so I'll wait till we're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wait till we're done. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Well, so, well, so this is so who who owns this magazine? Because it's obviously funded so, yeah, by someone cool. with money. because so, because it's it's really well put together. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't dive into how the sausage is made. I just submit my articles to the yeah. editor, and uh, and and Pat takes care of it. But I do know that I, I believe it's the company that owns um, uh, Revolver, if I'm not mistaken, and and that whole group. Okay, so there's so that's a lot of metal group. stuff, right? Well, that Revolver yeah, group's a lot, a, lot of, of, a lot of metal stuff. Probably Bob Gucci. <laughs> Who's the guy that runs Hustler? What was that guy? Larry, or something like Larry that. Flint. It's not Larry Flint. He died. <laughs> yeah, Bob Gucci. Not Larry Flint. He, yeah, that's true. He Bob died. Um, <laughs> Pretty scary that I know all the guys who run those magazines are all long gone. But I, so, so how do you go about getting all these? There, someone shot him again. Get that sniper. Giveaway at our at there. our appearance. How do you how do you go about doing this? I just ask them when I'm when I'm doing interviews with them. I will ask them if they'd be willing to sign a record for a giveaway that we're doing, and I've yet to get turned down. So, and actually, sometimes really? you know I'll ask them. Yeah, sometimes I'll ask them if they'll doodle on it as we're doing the interview. And so, um, some of the records that we're going to give away that day are kind of one of a kind records because not only do they have the signature but some of the band people have like drawn stuff on the covers which you don't mm-hmm. normally would you never would get that we'll go you take it to a collecting place and you'll be like oh this would be worth yeah oh boy 40 <laughs> yeah. no they actually wrote on there alan is a wanker <laughs> <You missed it. laughs> there you go that's what they wrote yeah so that's funny, Neil. We should do that, right? Every time a musician, hey, we're going to do a giveaway. Uh, would you like to contribute something and then just keep all keep everything they said? Yeah, of course. That sounds good to me. <laughs> it's going to be like the, yes. the filthy lucre, the filthy lucre, filthy lucre yeah. like that. Yeah, we just like John Lydon. So yeah. give us a give us a little taste of what you got here, because I know you got some. I know you got some good stuff. So you got it piled up, and I'm envisioning you like sitting somewhere with it piled up in front of you, though you probably don't. Well, actually, uh, it's funny that you give say us a little that. taste of what we so, got. Here. You said Melton. All right, yep, we've got so we've got the new seven seconds on splatter vinyl. That is not signed, but we'll have one. Oh, I've got nice. um, Hold on, when 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 you say new, you mean you mean the crew, right? The one on the trust records one. Yes, the, oh, right. Yeah. Right, the right, the crew. Um a band called Manic Hispanics back in Brown, which is a um oh, colored cool. vinyl that's signed by the whole band. Love Manic yep. Hispanics. I smell have this, uh, this record, a Lawrence yeah. yep. a Lawrence Arms album signed by the lead singer. I've got uh Reagan Youth signed uh the melvins um the beaches um reckless eric signed one hold on uh, hold on hold on hold on um, hold on hold on hold on how did how the fuck did yeah how, how how the fuck did he get reckless eric to sign something well reckless was just in rockford uh, a week and a half ago playing and i've had the opportunity to um talk with him several times and we've broke bread together so uh He's a, he's a good signature, and, and Neil, I did get him to sign something for you. Reckless in Rockford. Oh, my God. You know, he's, he's he's from Liverpool originally, I do believe. So me and him would have a lot to talk about. That's yep. amazing. Wow, I didn't know he was on this side of the pond. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, he lives he lives in upstate New York. Okay. Interesting. Did not know that. We even will have some CDs signed by some very popular female artists uh, that are geared towards the younger generation. So... It's not all. It's not all just. Keep my daughters love Taylor Swift. That'd be great. That's that. That's okay, who I have. Cool. I have two CDs signed by Taylor. Wow, is that right? No. Yeah. Have you interviewed her? 
You have not, have you? No, I have not. I have not. I was probably say, the, that's, the most, that's really probably. No, the, go ahead. Um, you can tell. I, I interviewed. I was gonna say I interviewed Kat Von D about a month and a half ago. Wow. And Ooh, um, that was me. probably the yeah. That was <laughs> you name dropper. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but is she, she like famous in the? Is she like famous in the wider world though? So were you saying that? So so who's the most famous person you ever interviewed? Is that what you were saying? I might have missed it a little bit. Of that. Um. I think if for the most famous, it was probably her, or if you're just talking name recognition, might have been Lee Ving. Um, Lee gave yeah. a great interview. Did he? Uh, That's cool. He was. Yeah, I was so scared. I was. Just, I'll be honest. I was a little intimidated, and he just came in and he started telling jokes, and he told me the whole Saturday Night Live story and how what really happened. Oh, and uh, that's it, awesome. It was amazing. Well, we might have to get him on then. So weird. Shit. That sounds good. Oh, I'd love, I'd love, I'd love to get Lee on, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm scared to have anybody on until we get this. Yeah, it's got this freaking problem technology fixed. problem taken care of. Yeah, me. yeah, we can. It's embarrassing. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's just, it just doesn't, it doesn't sound good, you know. I, I, I mean, we, we, we scoff at these like overproduced podcasts, like, oh, it's too professional sounding, but you know, we might have gone too far the other way. We might be officially like a four track <laughs> demo tape at this point. No, it's worse than that. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's the, un- it's the unlistenable punk rock show film, uh, taped from outside so, on right. a cassette. So, exactly. So, so listen, the, bo- the bottom line is 50-year-old punk rockers should come, but also they should bring their daughters who are rebelling by listening to mainstream music. Don't tell them to bring That's small the children. Line, right? what, are you, what are you doing? There's lots of swearing. Yeah, you won't be able to curse. Yes, per- pervert. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> All right, let's play another. Let's play another song. How many more songs do we have? Just just so I can try to pace this thing. I, I I'm not I'm not remembering. Well, unfortunately, how many do we have left? Unfortunately, one of one of the songs Alan picked was Wiener Schnitzel by the Descendants, which is literally ten seconds long. So I don't I don't know whether it counts. <laughs> I think he did that just to fuck with us personally. That's all right. All right, let's do that. Well, well you, you know, want to double I, that one? Let's do I it. picked that song. I picked that song for a specific reason, okay. and um. You know, you you guys had asked kind of, um, you know, what my music interests were, and and I would imagine a lot of the people that listen to your podcast remember a really cheesy '80s movie called Punk Up the Pump Up the Volume with yes. Christian Slater. Yes, as a God. pirate oh, radio. Oh yeah. What a yeah. dork! Yeah, that's yep. right. The the movie was not the greatest movie, but the soundtrack to that record is really really yep. good. And this song is kind of what got me to really get out there and buy some new punk music that I had never heard of. And so the Descendants Wiener Schnitzel was, you know, that that movie made that famous. So, All right. Let's let's listen to it. All 10 seconds of it. This is the Descendants with uh, Wiener Schnitzel. Welcome to the arena, Snitchell. May I take your order, please? Yeah. I want... You want Bill Sperm with that? No! There you go. Blink and you missed it. It was uh, Descendants, obviously, with Wiener Schnitzel. Um, what, el- what, else is know, on the- what else is on that Pump I Up do... the Volume record? I, I must say I'm... I'm uh... I know there's a version... There's a version of Kick Out the Jams with Henry Rollins singing. I can't remember if the Bad Brains was a band, or there might be a Bad Brains song on there. Okay. On, on Pump, Leonard... Pump Up the Volume? Okay. Had that Leonard Cohen Concrete song. Wand. Everybody knows. Yeah, Concrete Blonde. Concrete Blonde. Drawing a blank. What do they sing? Uh, Joey. 
How does that song go? Someone sing it to me. Alt rock band in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking. I was. I was thinking of four non blondes or whatever they were called. What's going on? That one. But I guess that's not. You it. know, they were more tuneful. They were definitely more tuneful. But they had a big radio hit called Joey in the early nineties. Hmm. Okay. That yeah. was very about an alcoholic boyfriend or something. Oh, that's it's a good, good song. Yeah, sounds great. Yep. <laughs> sounds excellent. Good band. Yes. Uh, it's mellow, but it's... Okay. <laughs> Show's gone off the fucking rails completely, dude. So tell us, tell us something else about Goldmine Magazine. We should know. Well, I can tell you that um, you know they have a lot of interviews in there with a lot of famous musicians, and um, a lot of it's the the price guide is kind of the bible of the industry. So there's a whole price guide that you can get through Goldmine where they rate all the records and um, and it seems to be the guide that most stores use for rating their records. Well, how do they feel about Discogs? I mean, they must have been upset well, that's when, right? when, when, when Discogs did their thing. That must have taken all their thunder, no? No, no, because I think Discogs, you know, Goldmine has never been in this to make money. They're just out there to let people know the value of these records. And, and I think people that even post stuff on Discogs use Goldmine magazine as a starting point. But ultimately, I mean, the good thing about Discogs, and, and I use Discogs all the time, is it really helps drive the market. You know, I mean, you can you can see a whole, you know, 20 different versions of the same album and what different people think they're going to get for it. Right. Yeah. And that's always fascinating, actually, when you see everyone else is like 100, 150, and then some dickheads out there sending it to $2,000 or something. It's like, what are you smoking, dude? See that all the time. <laughs> but... And you you know you know I love Discogs. I know you love Discogs, Neil. But there's just nothing compared to going into a store and pawing through the records. And I have a couple things right now. I'm looking at Discogs, but I'm... there he goes. Everybody guess at what what it is he's looking at. Shopping before I, you know, before I <laughs> everybody take a guess at what Tom was just about shots to say. Fired. <laughs> yeah, shots fired. Man down. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I, what I was saying we will, was we I'm looking no at a bunch man of behind. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, Leave I'm looking call. at a bunch of stuff on Discogs, but I'm going to try to find it at the record store this weekend before I get it off Discogs. I'd rather find it at the record store. Well, may, maybe you'll find it at Siren Records in McHenry, Illinois, on October 29th. Come along, everybody. Dude, Bring a... your kids and come and meet the two goons. Lot of record from... shopping between now and the end of October. Yeah, from Punk Till I, Punk Till I Die podcast. Meet the Alan two idiots. Alan and the Punk Till I Die crew. Yeah. <laughs> well, the good news is, Neil... We'll be sitting there recording directly into the microphone, into the hard drive, without the internet to screw us. So yes. at least it'll sound good, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. It'll sound the best we've done in ages. Um, so are you going to be selling Goldmine Magazine as well there, Alan? We're not going to sell any, but we are going to give them away for free. Okay. Alan's going to have like a Goldmine <laughs> fucking hat, Goldmine t-shirt, Goldmine Magazine stuffed under his no, arm. No, I'm going to be wearing <laughs> well, my, I'm gonna snack my die shirt. There you go. Nice, dude. Nice. Yeah. Love it. Good man. So, I, oh, well, that's a good question, actually. So, how did you discover us, anyway? <laughs> All right. Um, no, no, this oh, is boy. good. Um, so, like he googled people... worst sounding. He googled worst sounding punk podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, worst guest sounding podcast like, in the world. Like many people, I used to listen to a different podcast um, that Tom was involved with, and um, liked ah. what Tom brought to it. Um, uh, I didn't always agree with everything that he said, but I valued his opinion. And I think that's what 
a good podcast should be. You don't want people who are, you're just going to agree with all the time. And so then when I, when Tom was promoting that he was going to be working with you on this, I was like, well, you know, I got to listen to that. And so I've been listening since number one. Um, and I finally, about a month ago, made the decision to no longer listen to the other one. I just, um, you know, the way I feel about that podcast is the way I feel about the rock and roll hall of fame. Don't call yourself the rock and roll hall of fame and then put, you know, Michael Jackson and Tone Loke and Barbara Streisand in the hall of fame. Um, that, that, that other podcast yep. does not nearly talk about the music that interests me the way that it used to. So, well, I, I tell you what, I'm making right. a conscious Agreed. effort not to, to really not be negative at all about that other podcast. I wish them nothing but the best of luck, but we appreciate you coming over here to our, to yeah, our it's not, I mean, listen, yeah, it's not negative. Airwaves. I mean, yeah. listen, if that, if that style works for them, go for it. But well, that's what, I that's just the, I That's the way I feel. Giggling girls anymore. They're heading towards the young. They're they're trending towards the younger wow. audience, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. That's what you need to do, right? We're trending towards an older audience. Our audience, our, our yeah. audience is going to start kicking the bucket soon if they haven't already. <laughs> yeah, but our our audience actually our audience actually That's spends true. money. Our audience does so, buy. So, our, you know, it's like that. It's like that demographic, no right? Question about it. Like we always make the joke. Well, that- we make, we always make the joke yeah. with the regular listeners. Punked like that podcast selling tens of records. <laughs> it's our slogan and you know th- there's there's a lot of truth and to I that think that's true um and it's one of the things that i enjoy i love your episodes when you talk about just you know the current records that you've gotten and now that neil is no longer mad at the u.s postal service it um you know it makes it makes it enjoyable <laughs> oh don't bring that up don't wake that sleeping dragon <laughs> why are you gonna why are you why why are you like you like you like the usps or something what's going on there buddy is that what you were <laughs> no, is that what you were not at all he said, "Is it your fault? Is it your fault? I didn't get my records charity, for almost Neil, a month." That's pretty much the USPS, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, a children, children's charity, right there. That's exactly what it is. I don't, I don't know if you saw it, but I knew it would make your blood boil. That that meal actually gotten, they gonna have gotten slower. better. That is well, true. I read that it's going to get slower. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, just the last batch mail, of records. Okay, the last records I got came from Kentucky. Couple social D albums and a suicidal tendencies album, and I got them in like four days. It was impressive, actually. So, which social D? So albums? the Columbia era social distortion albums, okay, are not available domestically. But there's yes. great Euro 180 gram pressings on a label called Music on Vinyl that I highly recommend. So that's all. Did you get that? Okay. Did you get that? Cool. I did. We did. That one came through. Clear. So, yes. Anyway. yes, that one came through. I just buy the same records over and over again. That's what I do. So that's that's basically what we do, actually. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to to, to Dicky on the uh, in our in our group the other day about that. Is that they have the same album sometimes like three or four yep. times from different pressings or different, you know, remastered or extra, you know, whatever it is. Um, kind of weird, but yeah, we buy the same albums not numerous times because we're old. Yeah, I try to stay open-minded. There you go. I try to stay open-minded to new music, but it's getting more difficult, I will admit. I'm struggling with it lately, so. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess I guess Goldmine, getting back to that, it started in 1974. And I must admit, when I go to the website and look at some of the articles, it does still have some of that classic rock kind of feel to it. Do you, do you agree? On oh, that? yeah. 
yeah, it's it's much heavier talk. Um, I think that's why the editor lets me do what I do with some of the interviews I've done, because I try to bring kind of a punk yeah. uh, component that they don't typically have. Yeah, I mean, it feels it feels a little bit Rolling Stone to me at, at times when I look at it. But I, I mean, I haven't seen the actual magazine. I'm just talking about the website, but some of the articles and some of the records they're featuring. Because they do, you know, they do reviews of reissues and stuff, and some of them are really good, but some of them are just, you know, you don't really need to be talking about that. Neil, have you Fleetwood Mac album? We always beat up on Fleetwood you, Mac. Have but, you read yeah. Rolling Stone lately? It's totally unreadable. It's the biggest piece of garbage. So, to say that it's like Rolling Stone used to be is not a bad thing to me because Rolling Stone now is the worst. Everything about it is terrible. So it was, it was, it was, it was terrible back in the day, and it's even worse now. That's great. Well, you know, as a kid growing up in rural Wisconsin, I loved Rolling Stone. But mm. it's just, it's, I don't know, it's lost its way. I think a lot of the, I think the woke crowd is ruining a lot of things. And I think that's one of the things they're ruining, personally. But, you know, mm. that's just me being a curmudgeon, an old fart. So, anyway. See, back in the late 70s, early 80s, Rolling Stone was so horrifically out of touch that it was it was a joke i mean you know you'd look at any of them any other rock yeah, magazine had... was better cream or whatever was better than uh rolling stone it was just a yeah joke. rolling stone has to rolling stone basically has to go back and rewrite reviews that they botched so badly <laughs> like the ramones yeah. and black sabbath and everything they never yeah. were forward thinking on that stuff yeah, but first clash album. like i said yeah well yeah and and they had hunter s thompson though that's the only thing i'll that's their one redeeming trait at hunter s thompson Hmm. So interesting. Okay. So Alan, I think you have uh you have one last song, I believe. Yeah, you have uh you you picked a clash song. Now why do you, of all the clash songs, why do you pick this one? It's an interesting choice. Um I just I've always liked that song and um with the craziness going on uh in in the US in the last well, 4 years, uh, especially 5 years, 6 years. Um it just that song seems to help me just get through whenever I'm frustrated. I just crank that song up. All right. So this is going to be uh, off of combat rock. This is the clash with know your rights. This is a public service announcement with guitar.
All right, public service announcement. Yeah, it was the clash with Know Your Rights. Yeah, it is a good one. I mean, so do you like Combat Rock as an album? I enjoyed that, yeah. I mean, that's probably the second Clash album that I really got into uh, that came out, I think, my junior or senior year of high school, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Yeah, I was a... I remember when it came out, like 82 or so? Fresh... Yeah, I was, a, I was a freshman or sophomore in college when when that came out, and um, I think I saw them on that tour, as a matter of fact. But, uh, yeah, I am, Neil, I am looking forward to us getting together, and because uh, I, I wanted to save some stuff for when we're all together, but I, we got to talk Maybells because uh, I saw a few shows there. Oh, Mabel's. Okay, I thought we were talking about a, ba- about a band. I was confused there for a second. You talk about Mabel's, the the club down in Champaign, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. I've actually got a Mabel's hat, believe it or not. Yeah, that was my... I, I was thinking it was like in Liverpool or something. No, Mabel's was down in Champaign-Urbana. It was, it was like... No, no, it was in it was in Champaign. It was the... I mean, and all the touring bands used to stop there, too. I mean, they got a lot of great shows back there in the mid-'80s. I mean, yeah. Black Flag played there like two or three times, um, you know. Everybody played there. You know, and uh, it, it was a great club, great club. One day, Neil, I might have to go down there with you. You can like take me to the shack where like or the chicken shed where like the digits started out. It'd be a good time. Oh no, that was in that was it that was in Peak that was in uh no that wasn't Peak in, that was Mattoon. And I'm not going to Mattoon, thank you very much. No, <laughs> that's, not even to that's that's that that's like an hour south. That's uh, that's in the middle of wild country. Yeah, I'm not going not down there. No. Where I I, well, I don't think I don't think anybody I know lives down there anymore. Even you know, it used to be the Digits used to live down there, and they've all well, you know, Doug's dad and uh, Rick lives up here now. He lives in Evanston, as a matter of fact. I think Brad might still live down there somewhere, but yeah, it's down there, man. But yeah, da- Champagne Band is a great town. Yeah, I mean, at least it was. Now, how come you went down there, Alan? What was the deal with that? Well, I uh, went to college a little bit farther south, down in Southern Illinois. But uh, oh, you're southern, Carbondale, right? Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, and so I used to come up to Champaign to see some real good music. Now, how far was that? Remind me. Two and a half to three hour drive. Okay. Yeah, that was that was a hike. Now, when was that? That was what, like late '80s, early '90s? Uh that would have been eighty-seven, eighty-eight. Oh wow! So, very good chance we might have actually seen each other down there. Yeah, maybe. Do you do you remember any of the shows you went to at Mabel's? Uh, Meat Puppets was one that I remember. Hmm. Okay. Didn't go and see the Meat Puppets. Yeah. Meat Puppets are cool. See them a couple times. Um, stuff. All right. Here's what we're gonna do. What are we gonna do? We're gonna we're gonna tell people, Neil. But since my mic keeps cutting out, you're gonna tell people how they get a hold of us. Okay, you can get a hold of us by emailing us. Please do. We've hadn't had much email recently, guys. Come on, spam. Send a lot of spam. Thoughts. People trying to get us to listen to their crappy yeah. bands. Yeah, lots of spam. That's about it. So uh, yeah, punctilidi seventy seven at gmail dot com, and if you are on Facebook, uh, look us up there, punctilidi seventy seven um, podcast, and uh, join our Facebook group because it's a lot of fun and there's a lot of people posting every day and it's a blast. Alan, are you on Facebook? Uh, I am not on Facebook. That was a New Year's resolution I made three years ago. 
Okay. Well, you can find us on Instagram if you like a bunch of light night podcast on Instagram as well. We never so check it if you've got, answer, we never check it or answer anyone, but we are on there. I do. I do occasionally. That's not but true. I always forget about it. Like every yeah. six months. Yeah. Like every six yeah, months, people will like look that. at it and go, "Oh wow, what's that?" Yeah. So if any if anyone's written to me on Punctual Light on on Instagram and think I'm ignoring you, I'm not. It's just like I always forget to look at it. Or actually, I forgot the password. I think to get into it. <laughs> might be an issue but well know, we have me- issue. we have messenger i know most people have messenger we- even if they don't have facebook so you can reach us on messenger yeah. we're punctual is on messenger so yeah In and we'll punctual answer podcast yes and we will answer eventually it takes a while yeah it's funny it, it it's funny actually sir like like tom was talking to you for a long time alan and i had no idea this conversation was going on but then i'll talk to some people and yep. tom has no idea who they are so it's it's kind of yeah. interesting actually how that dynamic dynamic works it's like whoever grabs, but uh, go ahead. Gets is the guy who does the contacting. But there are times where you curse the fact that you answered first because you get a real dead fish on it, or you get. Some, <laughs> there's been a. There's, I remember there's been a couple over the years that were just endlessly hounding us to promote their garbage. <laughs> it was, it was oh bad. god, yeah, I but, remember that. Yeah, there was that one guy who was just they wouldn't let go. Right, he would just kept texting really us wanted all the time. us really wanted to really wanted us to review his band or something and then when i said i don't think this is really going to work for us he said well would you like to buy an autographed copy of my cd like well yes, <laughs> yeah. More than yeah. yeah he said could you give me feedback is does this fit in with you i think i think we're kind of like some 41 yeah okay that's gonna be great so so exactly okay we're looking now for. neil since your microphone's not cutting yes. out and mine is yes yes let's Remind people where they're going to find us, and we are going to. I, I think we kicked around a couple of different numbers, Alan, but we're going to say that we're going to do the podcasting at two p.m. If that works, okay. We'll, yeah, I either think there maybe there yeah, maybe in at one. I... That sounds good. We'll be there at one. We'll do a little shopping. We'll start recording at two o'clock. That's that's the plan. So I know I know most of our fans are hardworking individuals, but if you're in the Chicagoland area, <laughs> come hang out with us. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah, and want to drive 16 hours up to McHenry. That would be great if you no, even know should, what McHenry though. is. Um, yeah, October 29th is the big day. We will be doing an in-store at, uh, at Siren Records in McHenry. We'll be doing a live podcast, and there will be lots of giveaways, like Alan has been saying. And that night, we will be going down to Reggie's to see Boris the Sprinkler, I believe. I mean, uh, no, five no. seconds. Sloppy, sloppy seconds. seconds, sorry. Yes, I'm, you should I'm, come down I'm with my dates You should confused. come down with that to us too, Alan. You're more than welcome to join I us. For... Actually, I will be there. I will be there because I'm Excellent. supposed to be doing an interview with the band before the show. Oh, cool. Good. Well, good we've guy. had BA on okay, a couple maybe. times, obviously. He's great fun. The drummer's yeah. great fun, yeah. too. Um, we're going to be in Chicago yes. this Saturday, too, but I think you said you're out of town. So yes, Yes. Yes. Anybody that's listening to this. Yeah, we're going to be at um, or Tom is going to be at uh, Boris Sprinkler at the X-Ray Arcade in Cudahy on Friday. On Friday. And then coming down to the Beat Kitchen uh, um, on Saturday in Chicago. So come and say hello. And I'll be there at that one, too. So even though we'll have masks on, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. And Neil and I will probably be kicking around. Neil and I will probably be kicking around town. Saturday afternoon, I imagine. Yep. Right? Yeah, we might even do Saturday, a, Saturday a show where you can actually hear both of us. Yeah, that'll be good. We'll drink some beer. We'll buy some records. Yes. So I Indeed. actually, I apologize. Yeah. I apologize, Alan, that you were the victim of this freaking thing we're going through right now. So sorry about that. We'll do better when we're live Not and we're all staring at the same microphone. 
but uh, yeah, we appreciate you coming on. Podcast so good. I guess. Oh God, it's gotten too <laughs> bad. The, I tell you what, I tell you what, with the only podcast, the quality has actually gotten worse. <laughs> 100, 131 episodes in and the quality is getting worse than it was at the beginning the beginning was a piece of cake right tom i mean we never had it really these problems is amazing. back in the beginning it really is amazing i remember i had if alan said he used to listen to me on that other podcast i used a computer that had a fan that was i'd go back and listen to those episodes and it would sound like a plane was taking off above my house so i don't know if this is much worse than that <laughs> But is it the same computer or not? No, that was an old desktop. Well, maybe you want to break that out again. <laughs> I think I'd prefer time. the fan. Because <laughs> yeah. I got yeah. this new mic, and when when I got the new mic, it sounded really good for a while. And now it's it just, did. I, I, it did. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, you need to take this computer out and shoot it in the face, I think. Take it outside, use it for yeah, target office, practice. Office space stuff. Yeah. Yep. Well, yep, or, or, sure. or we just need to like meet in South Bend to every saturday at a coffee shop or something <laughs> so yeah, record. Right. yeah well listen yeah. so i so i do apologize alan but i also thank you for coming on and i i we're really i'm really <laughs> guess what this, guess uh, what he said weeks. i think it's gonna be super cool <laughs> i think i think he actually just swore okay. at you there alan i think he did neil i think what i, I think we're neil. gonna find i think we're gonna find out yes. when we get together face to face that tom has a speech yes. impediment and that this is just normal <laughs> yes. talking yes yeah this is tom's normal talking voice neil <laughs> tell alan yes. how much we appreciate him putting this together it seems like it's gonna be really cool can you hear me tom's had a brain injury pass the bass to him um, <laughs> oh no <laughs> Alan, yes, thank you so much for coming on, mate, and thank you for thank Neil. you for hanging with us through this nonsense. Yes, thank you. My pleasure. Well, thank, thank, My pleasure. Thank you for setting thank you for setting this thing up. It seems like it's going to be really cool. I mean, we might have our spinal tap moment where nobody shows up, but who cares? It'll be fun. We'll go record shopping. We'll record. We'll jerk around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the worst, at the worst, we'll go to a record store and go to a bar. I mean, how bad can that be, right? That's true. That's right. With, with a, this might be a... with a bunch of new records. With a bunch of new go. records and ten copies of Goldmine magazine in each hand. There you That'd go. Great. This might be a flask. <laughs> this might be a flask situation, Neil. It might. So, bigger flasks. So we have to. So I, I guess at some point we have to talk to the uh, proprietor of this est- fine establishment and introduce ourselves before so he doesn't think we're just complete boneheads just showing up. So that'll be good. But anyway, Alan, thank you so much, mate. Yeah, thanks, man. We appreciate it. My pleasure. No need to, you know what? No need to hang up right now. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna turn off and say goodbye to everybody. Uh, So, uh, thank you all for listening through this, and uh, you know, stay free and all that kind of good stuff. Tom, say your thing. Smell you later. (laughs) You go. Bye, Alan. Smell you freaking later. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. My name, let me tell you, is Dr. Dick. <laughs> Better known as injection specialist. <laughs> I've met a pack, oh yeah, all kind of case. But no, 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 compared to this. A lady came in my surgery, let me tell you, darling, doctor, 